Well, hello, YouTube Power Hour Squad. Erica here with another interview for you. This interview is a little bit different. The person I'm interviewing is not a YouTuber, but she brings so much expertise in productivity, and it's a question I get a lot, and I wanted to bring her on to share her tips for productivity, which I know is a huge thing when it comes to YouTube. Before we dive into our guests, I want to thank our returners for coming back. And if you listen to the podcast week after week and you haven't left a review, what are you waiting for? The reviews help so, so, so much. So if you're listening and you haven't ever left a review, or you're one of those people that listen week after week, it would mean so much if you left a review. And I love seeing you guys tagging me when you're listening to the podcast. I love seeing what you're getting out of the podcast, how you're listening to it, where you're listening to it. So keep those Instagram story tags coming and I will make sure to share the love and repost them on my account, which is beauty and the vlog. Yes, it's still beauty and the vlog. <laughs> I haven't been able to change it. I, there's part of me that's still holding on to that name beauty and the vlog. So for you newbies, welcome. This podcast is all about all things related to YouTube. All right. So our guest for this week, Haley Burkhead, is a founder of Profit Planner and the host of the Profit Planner podcast. She helps emotionally drained workaholic women find which tasks drive profit so they can transform the hamster wheel they call their business into something simple and automated. Haley is a consultant, podcaster, speaker, and educator who has been featured in the Huffington Post, Thrive Global Magazine, and Radiant CEO. So I really adore Haley. I love her energy. She's so enthusiastic and you can tell she's so passionate about what she does. So it was such a treat chatting with her and having her share her amazing productivity tips with all of you guys. So without further ado, enjoy the interview. Mwah. Well, hello, Haley. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Erica. Thanks for having me. Yes, this is great. Uh, so why don't you tell everybody listening a little bit about you, and kind of how you got started in the whole online business world? Yeah. So, hey, I'm Haley. If we haven't met, then I run Profit Planner and host the Profit Planner podcast. I help online business owners hit those five-figure months uh, while cutting their work time in half. So that's that's what I do. That's what I love to do. That's what I help guide people through. And I started out in this online business world in 2011 with a fashion blog that turned into a freelance web design business and then a four-person agency, marketing agency. And then now I have a membership site called the Profit Planner Lounge. So tons of pivots since 2011, but I am here and I'm so excited. So what would you say kind of sparked your interest in doing a online business? So how did you go from, you know, blogging to saying, hey, I want to actually go into more of the marketing aspect of things? Yeah. So I realized that I didn't actually enjoy fashion. I mean, if you see me, like, you know, I'm not the most fashionable person. <laughs> uh, I had no idea why I had a fashion blog. I mean, I was pretty good at the business side of it. So I was making in college a thousand dollars a month, which is pretty cool for a college student, you know, mm -hmm. groceries, gas money, all that fun stuff. Um, but I really like designing the blog. I would have a new blog design like every month. I loved that part. And I thought, well, if this is what I love to do, why don't I just design other people's blogs and make money from it? So I became like a freelance blog designer and that morphed into web design. And I was just following what I was passionate about. 
And as I figured out I was passionate about this, I would pivot my business to that. And it was very much a go with the wind, which I don't recommend. But for someone like me at that time, I needed to figure out what I actually loved. And so it did take me a while to get there and a few pivots, but now I'm here. So yeah. It's so funny. It sounds so similar to kind of what I went through as well. I mean, I actually had a clothing line and I fashion really isn't my thing either. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's, but I was you know, very good at the sales and marketing aspect of it. So I partnered with mm-hmm. my sister who was into the the, the fashion aspect of it. But nice. same thing, I was in commercial real estate and then I had my fashion line. And, and so you, it's like you end up pivoting and figuring out, okay. And I like that word pivot, right? Cause it's, you're like, all right, I'm doing something, but I think I want to do something else and I want to do something else until you really settle into what whatever that, that, that why is for you or whatever that, yeah. that purpose is for you in life. Yeah, for sure. And so what would you say you learn along the way from doing your blog to doing uh, websites to designing? Like, what did you learn about yourself along the way? Yeah, I think I learned that I was such a busybody. And that I had this busy badge on as a badge of honor and I stamped it proudly on my chest and I was working 14 to 16 hour days. And Mm. I looked back and I looked back at my day and I was like, wow, I worked 14 hours a day. Like I felt so accomplished and so proud. But what I learned about myself was that actually only six hours of it was actually productive and making Mm. me money. And so that was a big wake up call for me. And that busy badge turned into kind of like a tattoo in a way, because I wore it for so long, it became a part of my identity. And it just went bad real quick. Um, Yeah, so that that's a big thing that I learned about myself is that uh, just because you're busy doesn't mean you're actually productive. That's so true. I mean, it's easy to kind of get uh, caught up in the weeds and stuff. And this is one thing too that, and I, I realized that actually when I had the clothing line is that I realized a lot of times what happened is that I was working uh, in the business and not on the business. And you mm-hmm. end up bogged down with all these details of all these little things. And you realize you just spent like two days trying to figure something out. And then you're like, Ugh, it didn't move the needle when it comes to the bigger picture of growing the business, growing sales and things like that. And it's, I think it's easy as either an entrepreneur or even like an online content creator to kind of get lost in those like little, little details where it ends up taking hours and hours of your time. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. So how did you go from then doing um, you know, um, web design and designing to doing your business today? Yeah. So when I realized that I looked back at my time and I was like, wow, I am not spending my time wisely. Uh, and, you know, I was hustling my face off and mm-hmm. I was only getting a thousand dollars a month. Uh, which, you know, is is pretty depressing when you're working 14 to 16 hour days, six days a week, and only coming up with $1,000 a month to barely even cover bills. Uh, Man, it was just really tough. So I realized, okay, what are the three things that I need to do in order to make more money? Well, I need to systemize, I need to outsource, and I need to automate. Now, what do I actually need to create systems around and outsource and automate? everything that's actually making me money in my business or moving my business forward. Okay. Now, how do I even figure that out? Well, I figure that out by what are my, what is actually driving income in my business? What is driving traffic? 
what are the content pieces like YouTube? Uh, not for me, not for YouTube, but like for you mm -hmm. who's listening, obviously YouTube's a big component of that. And then uh, community builders. So those four things are the only things that are actually moving my business forward. So if we flesh that out and we create a list of different things that fall into those four categories, and then we go through each list item and ask, okay, what can I systemize? What can I outsource? And what can I automate with this? then everything in my business that's making me money and moving my business forward has systems and automation around it, which is a game changer when it comes to treating your business like an actual business. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, like for those of you guys listening, you know, YouTube, even if you're just starting out, you do want to think of it as a business, even if you're not making any money from it right now. I mean, the mm -hmm. reality is, is that a lot of YouTube creators you know, when they're first starting out for the first year or so even are not making money because you're really just focusing in on creating content and valuable content. And like what you said, building up that community, but you do want to almost position yourself to the point where you eventually will be a business because the number one thing that I get when people are reaching out to me and, you know, why do you want to join the, I have my YouTube bootcamp. Like, why do you want to join it? What are your goals? And everyone says, I, you know, I want to quit my job. I want to quit my job. Well, it doesn't quitting your job doesn't just come from, you know, creating really great videos, it comes from monetizing that as mm -hmm. well. So exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's why I want to have you on or that's why I am having you on because you are the queen of productivity. And so I love what you talk about with driving income, traffic and community, uh, all that stuff. So, um, you know, let's, let's dive deep into that. Cause, uh, you know, why, why don't you share, I'd say you already touched on it a little bit, but what is somebody supposed to do who says, all right, I've got so much going on, but I really like what Haley's saying in regards to, you know, streamlining everything, systemizing everything. Like what's the first step that someone would do? Yeah. Okay. So I call this the SOA method, which is, I already touched on this, but mm -hmm. this is actually have an entire method around it inside my membership site. But the big thing is asking yourself those four questions. Like I said, what is bringing in income? What are your income streams in your business? The second question is what is actually building a community in my business? Cause community is important. That's how we're making sales. Number three is man, what, what kind of content am I putting out? So those content magnets Four is what is, what are my traffic drivers? So any, any answer to those four questions, that's what I want you to prioritize above every other task, every other task that doesn't fall into those four categories that you are working on right now. I want you to completely delete it and erase it from your mind because your time is so valuable. Your time is so important. And, you know, for a lot of people in my membership site, their goal are their goals are making $10,000 months. And if your goal is making $10,000 months, you have to make sure that you're spending your time on working on things that are actually making you money or moving your business forward. Right. And so that's what I encourage you to do. So once you answer those four questions, uh, let's just dive into that one question or what is, what kind of content am I putting out? I know that you have a YouTube channel, an amazing YouTube channel that you're trying to grow, that you're trying to scale and make it into a really sustainable, consistent business. And so in order to do that, you need to make sure that you're spending your time wisely. And so how can we actually spend our time wisely when it comes to running a YouTube channel? Well, there's these things called a YouTube workflow. And I'm actually pulling this up in my Asana right now because I've created an entire product around this so I can touch on 
exactly what I talk about in that workflow. So this workflow is actually inspired by Aaron Henry. If you go to my YouTube channel, it's only podcast replays right now. So don't think that this YouTube workflow that I'm selling you is based off my experience. Uh, it is definitely not. I had someone, Aaron Henry, who is an amazing YouTuber. I know she's going to be on this show as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was inspired by her workflow. So I want to clarify that in case you go to my YouTube and go, this girl is crazy. <laughs> uh, man, I have so much respect for you YouTubers for sure. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to break up. What does every, like every single video that you create, what phase, there has to be a certain amount of number, like phases that that video goes through, right? So I split this up into six different phases. So every YouTube video goes through these six phases, brain dump, research, outline, recorded, scheduled, and promoted. So every single video has to do those six things, right? And so then I think, okay, now that I know these six phases, how can I make each phase as efficient as possible so it cuts my time in half, which is so important? Because uh, if you have ever asked the question, and you might be uh, raising your hand right now if you're driving or walking your dog or something, if you've ever asked the question, what do I do next? Ever. Like if you're working on a task in your business and then like, hmm, what do I do next? <laughs> if you ask that yourself that question and you don't know, like a predefined list beforehand, your productivity actually decreases by at least a minimum of 50%, which I do not want you to basically double your work time just by asking yourself that question. So to avoid that, we're going to use this YouTube workflow. So this is what I have. So in the brain dump column, by the way, I use Asana. Uh, Erica, do you use Asana or Trello or what, what are you using? No, I don't. I don't use any of those. Oh, any of them? <laughs> no, okay. I don't. <laughs> That's good to know. Okay, so basically Asana and Trello. I use Asana. I love it. It's spelled A-S-A-N-A. -A. It's a completely 100% free online project management tool. And it's also a mobile app. So you can get this on your mobile app. Uh, uh, your iPhone as well or Android. And so what I do is I create a project called YouTube editorial calendar inside of Asana. Now, once I have this project set up, uh, you can create a board layout. So inside that board layout, you can create six columns and I would label those columns, just like I said before, each of those phases, brain dump, research, outlined, recorded, scheduled, and promoted. So now that you have a complete YouTube project with those six columns, you can create a task. Now, each task is going to represent one YouTube video. So on your brain dump column, let's say, and I know you probably understand this because I know YouTube creators, we have so many different ideas for new YouTube videos coming out, right? And so with all those ideas, they can completely destroy your productivity if they're not handled correctly. So in order to keep that from happening, we're going to have a brain dump board here. So for every single YouTube video you have, you'll go to this Asana board, go to brain dump, you'll create the, you'll uh, click the plus button and the plus button will add a new task, add that YouTube video title. Uh, it doesn't have to be perfect. I know, you know, a lot of optimized SEO, mm -hmm. you just, it doesn't have to be like that at all. Just the general gist of it. And then inside the task, you can put a brief description of that video or all of your ideas and leave it there and then don't touch it and go back to what you were doing before. That way your idea is documented in this brain dump area. Um, and then you can go back to it later. Okay. So that's what I recommend for that. Now for research, I know a lot of you probably research your videos before you even record it because you want to make sure that every video that you are doing actually shows up on the YouTube search engine or it's a relevant topic that people are searching for because YouTube is a, an amazing 
amazing, incredible resource for a search engine. Um, so research is that phase and then outline. So with outline, and I know you, Erica, you have that tool, uh, you tube buddy mm-hmm. and don't you have a link for that? Yes, I do. Yes. Uh, tube forward slash beauty in the blog. Right. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I, I remember Erica was on my podcast and she talked about that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I put that at the research workflow. Uh, that's where I have that link there. So I would definitely recommend using Erica's link for TubeBuddy. If you're going through that, you can put that at inside of your Asana board and just have that link ready to go there. And then outlined, uh, this is where you can just do a Google Doc or whatever, uh, and then attach that Google Doc to this task, outline each video briefly. Um, I know different YouTubers do this different ways. So some of you like to really heavily outline each video, and some of you just kind of like to wing it. I'm someone that just kind of likes to wing it. I do, you know, five bullet points and then I wing it from there if I'm doing live videos or anything like that. Uh, But I know a few of you probably like heavily outlined. So you can just grab a Google Doc and make that process as efficient as possible and then record it, move it over to recorded um, and then scheduled and promoted. And from there, you can have an entire YouTube master checklist. So and I wish I could share my screen with you right now, but just imagine each task each YouTube video that's represented as a task in Asana moving through each column. So as you're going through this process, this task will be moved through each column. So whenever you're going to review your editorial calendar, you see every single YouTube video and the status that it's at at a bird's eye view, which as a YouTuber is amazing, right? Yeah, that's great. I mean, that is awesome. Uh, and I hope you guys are were taking notes. We'll have some notes in the show notes on on what she talked about. But I think that's a really, really great way to map it out because those are all steps that I recommend and pretty much uh, yeah. require that everybody does when it comes to their YouTube channel. I mean, you, I, and I love the idea of like a brain dump because everybody has that. Everybody has that, whether it's the uh, notes in their note sections on their iPhone, or I actually use a lot of Evernote and I have like a brain dump section, but it's great too. This is like specific to that whole workflow and you can take one and move it to the next once you get into the research phase and then uh, outline and all that. I think that's fantastic. And you said Asana is is free it is free yes great that's great do you have uh, if you have a link Haley then I'll put those in the show notes to people oh you don't there's no yeah just go to asana.com I don't actually have an affiliate link for asana um I don't even know if they have an affiliate program honestly but I don't even recommend people upgrade to the paid version so even if I did have an affiliate link I would recommend you staying on the free version Mm -hmm. I mean I have a team of three people right now and my business is pretty robust. I have a lot of different income streams and I'm still on the free version and I think it's perfect. It's more than enough for what I need. Mm. So I think the free version offers so much that you can stay on the free version pretty much forever. Mm, I think that's great. I think that's a great, Mm -hmm. great tip. And out of uh, the 100 something guests I've had on this podcast, you're the first one to mention using Asana for your workflow. So I think it's going to be definitely a valuable (laughs) nugget of information that uh, my listeners who I know many of them are very proactive will definitely check out. So thank you for that. Um, And so then that's great. So then that's kind of the whole part of, uh, I would say, of your SOA, the system, the system. Is it systems? Sy- yes, system- exactly. Uh-huh. That's a, that's how you would systemize that specific list item, YouTube, as from your like the question or the answer to that question, the content magnet. And I love and the fact that with Asana is 
you know, you can definitely customize it to whatever you think works good for you. So maybe this isn't your exact workflow, but you can create your own workflow that's, that's specific to, to how you work. And I think that's awesome. Exactly. So your next step, what would your next step be after that? Yeah. Okay. So for that, I would just go through every single list item that's answered with those questions. So for instance, uh, like YouTube AdSense, you can't really do too much to systemize, outsource, or automate YouTube AdSense, right? Uh, you can might you might be able to do a, a little something around that, but I would still put it as an income stream. Then I'm thinking, uh, what else? Like YouTube sponsorships. How can you create a system to create consistent leads for YouTube sponsorships? Like, what are all those income streams that you want? And then also, I'd like for you to think, okay, how how much money do I want to make from YouTube a month? Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to make, let's say, four thousand dollars from YouTube a month. Um, how much can come from AdSense? Like maybe three to 400 can come from AdSense. You can get 4,000 a month from sponsorships if you do it at 2,000 each, like whatever that is for you, right? And figure out how you can get to that. And then once you figure that out and work your way down in the pricing, um, then create systems around it to where making that money isn't as hard. Mm-hmm. Like I think the big thing is you don't have to work as hard for money as you think you do. Oh, why don't you dive deep into that? I think that's a great, great statement. Yeah, I'm actually about to write it down. (laughs) I haven't said that before. And I'm like, that's actually a really good quote. (laughs) Uh, Put that into your Asana brain dump. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. I mean, you you don't have to work as hard for your money as you think you do. I think... I think that's just a, that, that's great overall because it, it, what happens, I think, when you break things down, it just makes it so much more manageable. And that big number, whatever it is that you have in your head, it just seems to be something you can actually achieve. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I think, and the big thing with that is profit planning. And I talk a lot about profit planning inside my membership as well. So like with profit planning, it's breaking down that number and figuring out, okay, what does my day-to-day life actually look like in order to hit that goal? And so, you know, we do what I said was like the revenue and we break it down into your projects and your tasks and all that stuff. But then using Asana, I show you how to create a color-coded calendar Mm. to to where, okay, let's say, you know, Erica wakes up in the morning, she drinks her smoothie, she sits her cute butt in her office chair, and then she looks at her Asana calendar for that day. Well, that's all she has to do today in order to meet her income goal. And she doesn't have to ask the question, what do I do next? She knows exactly what to hit. And I know Erica's a mom, so her schedule is not to where mine can be to where, you know, I can really batch out my time. So this makes it so easy on Erica because now all she has to do is look at this list and figure out where to place it in her day and just work on the list whenever she can. And so the way I use it is I only work on this list when I'm inspired that day. And that's what helps me. And I know as creatives, you know, we, we don't want that rigid schedule mm-hmm. and we don't want that framework. Uh, and cause that seems boring and stuffy and corporate. And I get it. I totally get it. And that's why I use this framework not to restrain me, but to give me more freedom to where I'm now working on tasks that are the right tasks to work on, but I only have to work on them when I actually feel inspired. So my business is more fun. Mm, I love that. I need to look into doing something like Asana. I'm so old school. Like I've tried doing things 
electronically, but for me, writing things down. So I've always been someone who's like really into like uh, planners and things like that. And I have journals and things just like I, I plan my day out. But I and I've been a little hesitant to jump into the whole like uh, electronic planning thing. But I mean, you're getting me a little bit more interested and excited to, to explore that a little bit. Yeah, I think a lot of these tools are a little bit overwhelming and complicated. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have anyone to show you exactly how to use it correctly, or not even correctly, you know, there's no right or wrong way, but how to use it the most strategically, it's a little bit frustrating. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have a program, Asana for the Entrepreneur, where you can copy and paste my entire project management system. And, you know, that's my most popular program. And it's very inexpensive. It's like $97. It's mm -hmm. not too inexpensive at all. Um, and it's my most popular because it makes it so easy. And everyone's been, uh, people use Asana and they don't know how to use it. And so I show them how I use it and how it can all work together. And, and once they actually see that from a, a bigger perspective and get to copy and paste what I'm already doing, uh, they end up really loving this tool. Oh man, I need to, I'm going to, I'm going to have to look into that. I, I think I'm, I'm like ready to, <laughs> to have a little bit more of a streamlined system like that. Uh, because yeah. it is, it is like you mentioned as being, and a lot of our listeners there, I'd say, it's hard. To, I don't know what percentage. I know there's a good chunk of listeners who just do YouTube full time. And that gets overwhelming because you're kind of your own entrepreneur. You're doing your own mm -hmm. thing. And like sometimes things are thrown at you. Sometimes all of a sudden a trend hits. And I had somebody in my boot camp who a trend hit and she was like, you know, I work full time, but this trend hit and I knew it was something that would do well on my YouTube channel. So I literally stopped everything I was doing and filmed the video for that, stayed up all night editing. And now I'm at work and I'm totally exhausted, but my video is getting thousands of views. And so you have to, like you said, have that freedom of your creativity because it is such a creative thing. Uh, but for a lot of people, uh, who don't do YouTube full time, you're really kind of squeezing it in between your life, you're squeezing it in between your job and your kids or your job and a significant other or whatever it is. So having a system like this, I think could be very beneficial. Oh, yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. And I mean, balance is tough. And I don't even like the word balance, because you can't balance everything perfectly anyways. And you probably shouldn't shoot for that to begin with, but it is really tough. And I think by applying these systems and by applying a tool like Asana to your YouTube workflow and content process, uh, man, it can really change the game for you and honestly make YouTube more fun because you have more time to mess around with maybe a different editing style if you wanted to. And you just, you have more time to market. I think a big thing too with YouTube is um, a lot of people spend time creating the videos mm -hmm. and not enough time marketing the videos. And so by, by applying this YouTube workflow, you will be able to save a lot of time on the video creation side of things. And that way you'll have more time to actually market those videos, which is so, so important because like what I found, even like back in the day with my fashion blogs, I would spend all this time creating the post, but not enough time marketing it. And people aren't going to, you're not going to get enough foot traffic. So it's more important to spend. And I know Erica, you preach this all the time is at mm -hmm. least spend three to four times the time marketing the video than you do creating it in the first place. 
Yeah, I mean, YouTube is very interesting in that the fact that it is a search engine, it's mm-hmm. not so much about marketing as it is about really optimizing it so that it's being picked up in searches. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, there's only so yeah. much you could do to market a YouTube video. I mean, if you have a blog, you could put it there. If you have Instagram, if you have Facebook, but that also takes time with building up those other social platforms. So YouTube's it's 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 interesting. It's a little bit of a, a different ball game uh, when it comes. I guess I need to. Uh, I probably changed the way I worded that. Any activity that helps you get more traffic to the video. But yes, that that's that's yeah. probably because yeah. because with with YouTube, if you can really optimize a video, you don't need to market it. It's a, YouTube's a search engine, so everything is is going there. So maybe it's instead taking a little bit more time on that thumbnail, which is going to get people to click on the video, or maybe more time right. researching that SEO, which is going to maybe. Get, get that keyword phrase or that title that's really going to come up in those searches. So um, it's, yeah, but definitely I know what you're saying. It's like, okay, so where are you spending? Sometimes what happens is that people spend so much time on the the actual video, like the editing component or the, uh, you know, actually sitting down and filming that they end up forgetting about their thumbnail and just throw up a title and call it a day. So um, I think that's, I think that's a really, really, great point is that you, awesome. need to, you need to understand where your traffic's coming from or how you can generate traffic to that video and then allocate the right time to that instead of just sitting there and spending like way too much time than you need to editing and making that one particular 30 seconds of your video absolutely flawless <laughs> so yes uh, and you talk a little bit about outsourcing so you know what what are some of the types of things for you as a business owner that you outsource yeah, for me, uh, personally, I outsource my customer support management. Mm-hmm. So just the customer support emails that come in from my membership. And she's incredible. I love her to death. And then I also have a podcast manager and a Pinterest manager. So we have team meetings every week and we do team reporting weekly and monthly and go over those as a team. So it's been great. It's great when you really get to the point where you can outsource. And I know for me, when I hired my podcast editor and, and post-production editor and all that, mm-hmm. and she helps me with the show notes and everything, she's amazing. And it just freed up so much time that I was actually, right. that's where I was finally able to actually do the boot camp and do all these things I've been wanting to do and really help people and make a difference there because I outsourced it. And yes, at first you're like, oh, you're like spending this money but ultimately what you realize is you got to spend money to make money. (laughs) Exactly. You can't just do it all. And, you know, one of the things I highly recommend to people in the YouTube world, especially is to the first thing is to consider outsourcing is your editing. Uh, Yes. I was about to say that. mm -hmm, For a lot of people, the editing is a chore and, and for, but, but this, I'm not talking to those of you that absolutely love the editing process because there are people that do. And I've talked to you guys and I know you, you, that's like what you look forward to. So if that is your forte and your art form, then, then don't, and you want to consider something else to outsource. But I'd say, you know, if it's not, then find an editor. Like it's, it's huge. So where do you, and actually Pinterest is something I've considered outsourcing as well. So I'll have to talk to you about your Pinterest person. Um, <laughs> but where have you found some of these people to help you out? Yeah. And um, real quick, before I even answer that, I definitely want to say uh, to figure out what to outsource in your business, look at all the tasks that you're doing on a day-to-day basis or weekly basis and think, okay, which task drains me mm-hmm. and then hire that out. Our immediate 
kind of instinct is to hire out what we do best for some reason. And you should hire out what you hate. Mm. Uh, do that because that's the what's draining your business and getting your energy levels lower than it should be. And as YouTube uh, stars, you know, you need to have your energy up for those YouTube videos. And so mm-hmm. make sure you are keeping that energy level high and to do that outsource things that are in decreasing your energy level. But going into how I found these people, uh, a lot of them were referrals. Crystal, I swear I just manifested her. I mean, <laughs> she was, she's just incredible. Um, I, I put it out on Facebook in my community. Mm-hmm. And she randomly found my Facebook group, joined, and then sent in an application. That was the best application I have ever received. Like that email blew me away. Mm. And she charged seven times higher than every other applicant. But I knew I had to have her. And anyways, we negotiated a deal and she's she was incredible. So for her, it was luck, honestly. Mm. But for everyone else, it was by a referral basis as I looked at other people in my industry and my friends and who was best because I've been burned several times. Mm-hmm. I say several. That's even an understatement. Oh, I have, really? well, you know, last year I, I worked or I ran an agency. And so with my agency, I had a four person team. So, I mean, I had to hire not only those four people, but everyone else that I fired in the meantime to have those jobs. Like it was, yeah, I've been burned a lot uh, by people that don't have the motivation or say they have the skills and they don't, um, or people that are just lazy. Mm -hmm, Honestly, mm -hmm. I've come across that people that are lazy and slow and just want your money. But, and you know, also as like a, as a business owner, we have to think, okay, no one's going to love my business as much as I do. It's my mm-hmm. business. I should not expect that of them anyways. Um, but if someone is not motivated to contribute to your business uh, and they're not excited about what you do, then that's just a no-go. And that's hard to filter out. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It, it's hard. Uh, but I, you know, sometimes like kind of what you said is like, you know, looking within your own community, if you have a pretty decent following and, uh, you know, kind of looking there, Facebook groups is another really good place to, to find people. Uh, I think that's how I found my website designer actually is a Facebook group and she's fantastic. And so right. I think even that's maybe where I found out my podcast. I can't remember where I found my podcast editor. It wasn't a Facebook group. It was, it was like a podcasting Facebook group. It's like, Hey, does anybody have an amazing podcast editor? And, uh, I got a few different names and then that's how I found her. So I think uh, yeah, just personal connections. And then, yeah, Facebook groups too, are is like a really good source. Um, actually a question that I wanted to ask you going back to the whole Asana thing, cause I find that so fascinating. What, like, how did you personally get into Asana? Like, how did you go from doing your thing to like, oh my gosh, like this Asana thing's amazing. Now I actually want to like teach on it and all that. How did, how did that happen for you? Yeah. So whenever I decided that I needed to do a lot of like systems outsourcing and automating in my business, I created the SOA method, all that stuff. I started picking up Asana because I just found it online and I needed a tool. I fell in love with it. I figured out a really good way to use it. And then on Instagram stories, I would show people my color coded calendar and I'd be Mm. like, look at how many tasks I checked off today. And people loved it. And, you Mm. know, last year I ran my marketing agency. So I had a marketing podcast. It was all about marketing, web design, branding, all that awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I thought I was known for, but, uh, it turns out that I was actually known for productivity because I was so productive while running my agency. And that was also while I was balancing a full-time job and running a four person agency. And, you know, I, I did it all within only working 
maybe 10, 20 hours a week. And for someone that can run a four person agency at 10 to 20 hours a week, that's pretty insane. And I did that all because of a sauna and my productivity. So then when I realized, oh, this is actually what people want to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't like the agency model. I switched to membership site. And now I teach people how to do that in their business and get to those $10,000 months while cutting their workload in half. That's so cool. Yeah, that sounds like a really, really fantastic, fantastic tool. So I love that. Yeah. So what are some, so your SOA method, so we talked about system, systemizing, why can't I say that word? Uh, it's systemizing. It's a hard word to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's systemizing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, We talked about systemizing, we talked about outsourcing, and then the last part of that is automating. So what are some of the things that you automate? I think auto- automation is, is amazing. I I love automation. Yeah, the big thing that I automate is sales. Mm. <laughs> that has been amazing. Um, and, you know, my business model may be a little bit different from you who's listening to this right now uh, because it's you're more of a content-based influencer type mm-hmm. business model. So that's a little bit different than me who is a membership site recurring revenue-based business model. For me, I automate, uh, I have a sales funnel that has an automated webinar that goes straight to my membership site. And I love that because obviously I want to reach as many people as possible with this message. I know that the more people that are in my membership site, the more business and lives that are actually changed. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is a little bit off, but I had someone that was having a, relationship problems with her boyfriend and they were living together. It was because of finances and she went through a profit plan. And within two months she sold out her services and it it was amazing. Like, and they actually saved their relationship. Mm -hmm. And so stuff like that, like if you really apply these systems and your productivity, I mean, this isn't just a, Oh, I'll save more time. This is what will happen if you save your time. Mm -hmm. Big things will happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fact that you're working less and making more money. And you know, at the end of the day, it's not about the money. But money is financial security and we all crave that and we all deserve that. Mm -hmm. And so, and you don't have to hustle your face off to get it. So anyways, that's why I love that. But going back to automation for YouTube, I would say a lot of YouTube is going to be systems Mm -hmm. and and not just, because I mean, how can you automate a YouTube channel? That's really tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but systems are going to be big on that. Now, if you have a Facebook group that you have like your YouTube audience in uh, or an Instagram, like how can you automate that? You can automate your post. Um, like for me, I schedule out all my Facebook posts in advance uh, for two months. And so for two months, I, they're all automated. All my posts in my Facebook group are automated. And then I batch my time for group engagement. So every for like 15 minutes a day, I go in and engage in my free Facebook group. And I mean, I comment on every single Facebook post because mm-hmm. I batch my time. Uh, I can comment on a lot more and not be as distracted, but only spend 15 minutes a day on my Facebook group. So stuff like that you can automate, but YouTube in and of itself, uh, I don't know how you'd go about that. Yeah, I think it would be difficult to automate, uh, you know, processes uh, within within YouTube. I think it's really the outside things like uh, other, you know, other social media outlets. What do you use to automate your Facebook posts? Oh, uh, well, my VA is doing it. I'm not sure mm. what uh, what she's doing. Mm. I think she's just actually doing scheduling inside Facebook. Within Facebook, yeah. Uh, mm. And I love what you talked about, how like you batch. I'm a big believer in batching. And I do the same thing with my yes. Facebook group. I just spend a certain amount of time a day in the Facebook group. And then I'll make sure I just kind of respond to everything at that time. And then, and then be done with it. Otherwise, it's too much if you're in there all the time responding and conversing and all that. 
And so um, I, I do that for for my my free one for for the one that's paid, and uh, you know the boot camp and all that. I'm in there a lot more often, but you know for the free one, I definitely just spend a certain amount of time. And and then you do you can sit there and and respond to to everybody there and make comments and still be engaged, uh, and and be in there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great. But another good thing with you know productivity and I say uh, systemizing is uh, batching too. And, and this is one thing that I recommend. And this is what I do with the podcast. I'm doing this right now, Haley, with interviewing you. You know, I batch interview all my podcasts. So then, like, I'm done. I put together everything I need for the show notes, and then I'm done. And I forward that over to uh, my podcast editor, and then I don't have to worry about the podcast. You know, for the next few months or so. That's it, 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 batching is huge, and that's a huge thing for YouTube creators uh, is to batch. Do you have any thoughts on batching or is that something you apply in your own business? Oh yeah. Um, I batch my days actually. So, Mm. but not just for content, but for everything. So for instance, on Mondays, Mondays are my CEO days to where I batch all my reporting analytics and visionary type tasks. Um, as the CEO of my business, uh, Tuesdays are my podcast days. That's where I do my podcast. I prepare everything for my podcast manager. Um, and then Wednesdays are my membership days and my mastermind days. Uh, Thursdays are content days for blogging and live videos, stuff like that. Fridays are self-care days. So I actually batch the first four hours of my day. So Mm. I only work 20 to 25 hours a week on things that are moving my business forward and making me money. Um, so honestly, I probably only do 20 hours a week on things. And then everything else in the week, I can work on whatever else that I want to, if I feel inspired to do that. So like right now I'm trying to start a software company next year and it's a project management tool that plans your profit. And so with that, you know, that's obviously time consuming, but I'm only working on it when I'm inspired. Mm -hmm. So I batched my first four hours of every day and then I'm good for the afternoon. So if I want to not work in the afternoon, I don't have to, but like, for instance, like right now we're recording in the afternoon and I, I do schedule calls in the afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, but that's only if people need on a call and I love being on calls. Mm-hmm. So it's not a draining activity. I'm an extrovert. So I love being on calls. I look forward to that. Yeah. Same here. I, I look forward to my time where I can speak with people. I can do my lives to me. Um, I'm an ex I'm an extrovert too. And so doing the mon- kind of more mundane tasks or doing like emails or like auto sequence, I'm like, Oh yeah, that drains me. I'm like, Oh God. Okay. I need to like go out and like talk to somebody because I'm like in my head and it's just so much. So everyone has their own thing and that, you know, what, what gets them excited. Yes. So uh, I think that's that's really. I had a question when you were talking, and then um, now I'm like, oh. So do you use anything other than Asana for planning your day, or do you only use Asana? Yeah, uh, I do. So in Asana, I have all my tasks that relate to my profit plan, okay. and then in my Google Calendar, I structure my days mm-hmm. uh, based on batch time. Now for moms, I don't even recommend to really use a calendar yeah. just because it's who so knows hard. what time you're going to do what. Yeah. So this totally depends on the person. But like for me, um, I schedule my calls in Google Calendar, mm-hmm. my Facebook group engagement, my exercise, and I think that's about it. Yeah, and my mm-hmm. client calls. And my uh, membership events. When you said you have a self-care day, I'm like, oh my God, I remember those days before having kids where I could have a self-care time. I love that. It's so important. And I love how Mm -hmm. you include that because it's, that's how you recharge and how you get your energy. And I love, I love what you're doing. And I think it's, it's, 
It's really, really great. Uh, I want to just pick your brain just a little bit before we wrap up about your yeah. email marketing. Um, so you said that you automate, uh, I'm assuming you have an email um, autoresponder sequence or some kind of sequence within yes. your emails. Mm-hmm. And so how do you get people to, because I know uh, our listeners, some of them have considered or are in the process of creating email newsletters or email accounts. It's something in the YouTube world that's definitely not really explored a lot. And it's it's something that I do want to kind of open the doors more on because I do really believe it's important to have uh, email marketing to start building an email list uh, because uh, you essentially own that. Whereas in YouTube, you just never know what happens. YouTube recently, you know, they change it where not only do you have to subscribe, but you have to hit that notification bell. But if you have an email list, you can just email everybody when you have a new video up and not rely on that notification bell or, or all that. So I'm a big believer in starting an email list, especially as a YouTube creator. So how do you generate traffic to your email list or get, obviously I'm assuming you have some kind of a freebie, but you know, where do you find people or how do people find you? Yeah. Um, so I have a website that I direct people to, and then all my content pieces have something to where I opt in. So it goes from traffic to my opt-in. My opt-in is called the profitable boss roadmap. Mm -hmm. So I created this URL and if anyone wants to grab this, it's at profitable or profitplanner.co slash boss. So basically what it is, it's a five-step roadmap that shows people how to make, create a consistent income in their business. And it's huge. So people alone, just with the freebie, get results, which Mm -hmm. that's what you always need to get. I mean, search for is everything free that you can give, give them wins. Mm -hmm. So like with this roadmap, people have gotten huge wins, have huge breakthroughs. And I had a professional designer like design this. It looks great. It looks great. So have, you know, make this, make this to where this is your core opt-in. And then from there, I lead people to my automated webinar. And so my automated webinar, uh, is so much fun. (laughs) And, and I am, I'm pretty proud of my automated webinar, to be honest. Mm -hmm. We had some tech issues at the beginning of that one, but anyways, the chat is just great. So I love that. And then I get people into my membership. So that's how Mm -hmm. that kind of sales funnel works. And what I love is that that sales funnel makes people feel appreciated throughout the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And if you want to test it out, you can totally see what I'm talking about. Um, because from the very start, the profitable boss roadmap, I want you to know, like, once you get it, you are my friend, I am here to help you and cheer you on. And I'll show you like I'm holding your hand through each different part of the roadmap. And then from there, I really give you some tough love, but also exact blueprints for how to reach $10,000 months. And then after that, you're obviously inside the lounge. And I mean, everyone's excited to meet you in there. So Mm -hmm. every step of the way, you're just so appreciated and loved. So I feel like a lot of people might have a mindset around this as slimy and gross. And I promise it does not have to be that way because you are in control of that. And so for me, uh, my funnel is not slimy. It is not gross. And people love going. I mean, I have had so many people that love going through the funnel. So yeah, I just wanted to make a note of that. Yeah, I think that's great. And then as long as you're providing value, there's nothing slimy about it. You know, as long as you're providing value every step of the way. And like you said, like you're there every step of the way, then I think people really do appreciate that. Because if the content that you're giving, uh, people really, really like and respond to, then that's great. I mean, I have a freebie I do on how to get onto PR list. And it's like 13 pages, like super dense. And, uh, you know, I have people emailing me, I have people like posting Facebook groups, like I just got onto this PR list, I got onto this, like, thank you, this was amazing. Like, I 
you know, just from that, and I, I can't remember where I heard this, but this was a while back. And, and I heard this somewhere and they're like, you know, create a freebie as if you were going to sell it. Like it's so good that people will pay money for it. And I thought that was really good advice because, uh, you know, you, you are getting something really valuable with somebody's email and you want to make it really enticing for them yeah. to sign up on your list. So you do need to give value so that people feel good about that and that they also will stay. If you give them like, I've signed up and like, I've signed up for like email lists just to see, especially as like a, as a marketer and stuff like that. You, you do, I know, I don't know if you do that, but I do just to kind of see what, what they're doing or you know what they're sending out and they'll, they'll, they'll say oh yeah we got this freebie and the, 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 this checklist and all that I'm like okay awesome it sounds cool and I get it I'm like seriously that's like it's like three bullet points of a checklist like no I way. know you know so I think it's, it's so frustrating yeah well it's kind of a turnoff and you're like okay this person like really just kind of didn't do that much and now I'm like nah that it's is lazy it's lazy yeah it is lazy and so I think that's I think that's a really good point so how do you generate traffic to your website yeah. So for YouTube, I, I would use YouTube, obviously, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then just have a call to action at the beginning or end of the video mm-hmm. um, and re- just remind people, hey, I do have a freebie. Link it in the description and get as many as many people like optimize your video, get as many people traffic to that YouTube video to get those views and get that video ranked. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think it has to be too hard. Yeah. Just make sure it's out there. Put it yeah. everywhere. Like if you have a website, put it in your nav bar, mm-hmm. uh, create a pop up like do whatever you can, but like every place that your audience is, put it there. Like your Instagram link bio. I mean, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, you're in your YouTube videos. It definitely should be in like your description. It should be in your about yes. me section. Uh, it really should. And, um, you know, that'll start start getting people signing up and, and all that. So I think this is great. I mean, you have so much information. Your whole Asana process was awesome. I think people are really, really going to love that. Uh, so thank you, Haley, for being on the show. Uh, this has been such a pleasure. And for you guys listening to, I was on Haley's podcast. So definitely check out her podcast. She has a fantastic podcast. And I will link our episode uh, in the show notes. So you can check that out and, and just check out Haley and her podcast and my episode uh, there. But Haley, tell everybody, I know you've kind of dropped a few links here and there, but why don't you just tell everybody where they can find you? And for those of you listening, I'm going to have all this in the show notes. And if you're, you know, sign up for the email, you'll get this in the email newsletter. But where can people find you and um, all the amazing things you have to offer? Yeah, thanks so much for asking. So you can definitely come hang out with me on Instagram. Please DM me. I love interviews like this, but I would love to talk one-on-one with you, answer any questions you have, or just DM me so I can stalk you, to be honest. <laughs> I, I love Instagram. So come and hang out with me. stories all the time. I think I the other day I was like, what shoes are those? Those are amazing. <laughs> yeah, and you responded right away. I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy those shoes. Thank you, Haley. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Those shoes are my favorite. They're so pink cute. velvet ballerina heels so for everyone cute. wondering. Yes. I'm obsessed with them. So my shoe collection, I probably have over 70 pairs of shoes, to be yeah, honest. Me too. And so oh bad. my gosh, I've just like, it's drool worthy. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, they're, you know what? I will link those in the show notes. They are really cute. They're, they're <laughs> right? thank you, Haley. Yes. Those are yes. cute shoes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. So come DM me at my Instagram handle is at profit planner. And then uh, you can grab that profitable boss roadmap. 
at profitplanner.co slash boss. You can either grab it because it's amazing freebie uh, for sure and to, to get the information, but also just to see how I've done it. That way you can try to implement this on your own and kind of copy what I've done. Feel free to steal everything that I'm doing and put it into your business. Um, I'm testing out everything. I kind of call myself like a crash, an entrepreneur crash dummy because in this entrepreneur world, I feel like I'm bouncing from wall to wall and just crashing and, and learning as I go so you don't have to crash into wall to wall. So feel free to go grab that freebie at profitplanner.co slash boss and still what I'm doing, apply it to your business for sure. And if you want to get access to the Profit Planner Lounge for a dollar, I have a seven day dollar trial for you at profitplanner.co slash trial. Perfect. Awesome. Well, Haley, thank you so much. This has been super helpful and uh, you definitely gave a lot of value in this episode. So thank you, Haley. Thank you, Erica. Bye. Well, there you go. That is our interview. And if you enjoy this, please give the podcast a review. It helps so, so much. I will see you next week. Mwah.